Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. Welcome to episode four of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Now, is it too late to get started? Is it too late to join uh, royalty-free libraries? Is it too late to start licensing your music? Now, this is a, a question and uh, that I get asked uh, almost on a daily basis and uh, a lot of comments and private messages and uh, even on my YouTube channel uh, talking about uh, oversaturated uh, market uh, that it's already too late to get started uh, because there's too much competition. Uh, there's too many composers. Everybody apparently uh, nowadays is a is a media composer, and everybody wants to to sell. Everybody wants to license their music. Everybody wants to join the libraries that you want to join. And the reality of it is that this comes from a from a mentality of uh, or from a state of mind of uh, scarcity of lack. And bear with me with with this uh, statement that I'm just uh, making. But it, there is no such a thing as uh, as, a, as a, if it's too late to start. I don't think it's too late to start. The, the reason why is because uh, royalty-free libraries, they're, they're fairly new, okay? Uh, if we want to rewind a little bit uh, when Pond5 came along and uh, Audio Jungle and, uh, and other libraries and this business model of uh, royalty-free uh, music... It's very new, okay? And the same goes with the internet. The internet is not that old. Uh, there is this conversation uh, around that apparently now it's, uh, it's not only too late to start a royalty-free music, like to get into the, the business of royalty-free music, but it's too late to do anything, really. It's already too late to start uh, a podcast, for example. I have heard that a lot uh, because apparently everybody has a podcast. Uh, it's too late to start a YouTube channel. And, and of course, it's too late to, to do uh, a blog or to have your own website. It's already too late to just jump in, in, in the marketplace. This is a conversation that it will never end. Okay, And I'm here to tell you that now is the best time. And why is, is, why is now the best time to, to start uh, licensing your music? Well, the reason why is because there is so much opportunity out there. There's so many content creators in need of music. There are so many uh, TV shows uh, being made on a, on, a, on a weekly basis, and they're, they're in production as we speak. There are so many uh, YouTube channels. There are so many uh, filmmakers uh, and, and they are all in need of music. They need fresh new music and they need all styles of music all in all types of uh, genres. And uh, it's just a, 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 an amazing time to be involved in this uh, business model, which is fairly new. Now, when I got started back in 2014, uh, I was already hearing this conversation. Uh, I will go to forums and I can hear people nagging and complaining about how oversaturated the marketplace is, how uh, a particular library is already flooded with composers, 
and everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's competing for the same type of uh, customers or clients. Everybody's trying to to just uh, a fight, and it's almost like a, a dog eat dog kind of mentality. And I'm here to tell you that the only way that you can uh, separate yourself from this, and the only way that you can stay focused on what's important, is to just get started and to really uh, just. Focus on your work. Focus Focus on your music, okay? Stay away from all this negativity that is out there online. I'm so sick and tired of this. Uh, and, and it's the reason why I started the podcast. It's the reason why, as well, I started my YouTube channel. I consider myself... Uh, a new YouTube channel, uh, a YouTuber, for for example, and I hate that word because I don't consider myself a YouTuber, but if I do YouTube videos on a regular basis, I, I guess you can call me a YouTuber. And the same goes with a podcast. If I make uh, regular content in, in, in a podcast uh, format, you can call me a podcaster, I guess. So it's the same with uh, royalty-free uh, libraries or if you're a composer that is just going to compose music to be licensed, okay? So this is a conversation and this is these are uh, statements that they will never end, okay? In the next few years, you're going to keep on uh, hearing this type of statements and saying that it's already too late to start anything really. And, and there's a lot of people that are already licensing their music. There are already a lot of composers uh, who have been doing this for a few years. And, and they can see that, yes, the, the, the market is quite oversaturated, if you want to say that. But as well, you cannot use that as an excuse or of why you are not being successful or why uh, you're not seeing the results that you want to see. And I guess that's the point that I want to make. Uh, just because you, you started doing uh, music for licensing and you're not being successful or you're not seeing the results that you are hoping for, uh, you cannot blame it on the marketplace. You cannot blame it on your fellow composers and you cannot blame it uh, even on the libraries, really. The libraries are a business uh, themselves and libraries are usually evolving. And when they don't evolve, they close down. For example, production tracks just close down. And what happens with production tracks is that you the, here's a library that has a lot of composers. Uh, but over time, uh, this is from my own uh, point of view, my own experience with this particular library, it didn't evolve. It, it, there was no major changes in the way they were uh, presenting themselves and the way that they were uh, doing business. And, and there, this is another conversation that you will hear a lot on forums and, and uh, music licensing forums and, and, and the community in general that, okay, libraries are closing down. Why? Because there is no more money in the music licensing uh, world. And what happens is that <laughs> libraries will close down because or go out of business because they're not willing to evolve. They're not willing to adapt. They're not willing to do things in a different way. Okay, and that's what's happening. There are so many new libraries <laughs> uh, coming into the marketplace, and, and and some of them will be successful, and other ones will not be so successful. The same is with anything, anything else. The same is with anything else. The same is with composers. Composers that will succeed in uh, music licensing will be the ones who are uh, able to adapt, and those who are able to see the opportunity. 
Okay. There is a lot of opportunity in uh, the licensing world. There's a lot of opportunity in royalty-free uh, libraries, which is where I focus the most. I focus the most on music uh, libraries like Pond5 and, and Audio, Audio Jungle because it's the easiest way for somebody starting out to get into the music licensing business. This is the easiest path. You just have to get started. And if you're somebody that is already involved in one of these libraries, you know that it's very easy for you to grow your catalog. You can just start working on your portfolio. And, and you put in as much as you want to put in and as much as you want to or, or are willing to put in. You know, And you build your catalog and you build your portfolio one track at a time. And the only competition that you might have is yourself. The only thing that you can do in, a, in an oversaturated marketplace is to really focus on your craft, really work on your music, work on what you're doing, and just stay, in, stay on track, stay in your lane. Um, this is something that I've been preaching for the longest time. I preach this a lot on my YouTube channel. Because it is very easy to get uh, lost in, in conversations on forums of why people are not making any sales. It's very easy to go to a forum and say, why is my track being rejected again? And why am I not seeing the results I want to see? Why am I not getting the sales I used to get back in 2014 when I first started? And, and it's very easy to just engage on that. And that's not going to solve the problem. The problem is, if there's any, is that you need to adapt if you are already in this business. And if you're just starting out, you just need to jump in and slowly grow and adapt eventually. What happens is that it's not very complicated because the the algorithm, uh, for example, in a, a library like Audio Jungle has changed so much, so much over the years that it's, it's quite clear that you cannot control that. You cannot control how a particular library uh, chooses to display uh, your music, and, and, and you cannot fight that, really. You can, you can be educated about it, and you can uh, probably try to work your way around certain uh, ways of how they choose to present uh, new music tracks or best sellers or trendy tracks, which is just something that is so ridiculous in a, in a library like, like Audio Jungle, to have a track that is trendy but has no sales. Um, but that's a topic for another conversation or for another podcast. And, and this is true in, in anything that is online. On YouTube, it's the same thing when it comes down to how they have changed the algorithm and how uh, new uh, videos appear or or how this has evolved, okay? It's all about evolution. And, and, and I guess it's the same with a podcast. So I guess this, this applies to anything that is online, anything that is uh, digital, and, and everything that is uh, fairly new. Because I do believe, like I, like I mentioned uh, in the beginning of this podcast, that the internet is very new. Uh, Royalty-free libraries are very, very new as well. They might seem to you uh, that is already 
that, that you're already too late in the game, that it's already too late to, to get started. But uh, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is the beginning of everything, really. I think that the, the, this is the best time to get uh, started. And if you are already in the game, uh, well done to you because uh, you can still uh, stay in the game and still be relevant. And there is no end to... To, to how much music you can produce. There is no end to, to where can you join. I'm always excited about joining a new library. Uh, I love to work with uh, small uh, royalty-free libraries. Uh, I love to, to, to see a new library coming in and, and being a competition to, to Pond5 or to Audio Jungle. That I love because it makes me... It, it, not, it doesn't, not only makes me excited about it, but I can tell that there is a vibrant market uh, enough for for libraries to to just uh, popping up everywhere, okay? And then there's there's place there is a place for everything. There is a place for everybody. And and when you see new libraries, especially small libraries, and and I'll mention just a few of them here, okay? Uh, v Fine Music. This is a Chinese library, and, and I get a lot of comments about it. There's a lot of composers that are very scared of joining a Chinese library. And there's a few. I am involved with some uh, Asian uh, libraries. I'm involved with uh, Motion Elements and V-Fine Music. There's another one uh, that I get a lot of questions about, and I don't really talk about libraries that I'm not involved with, okay? But I can tell you uh, from experience that with Motion Elements, I think it's a fantastic library. Uh, V-Fine Music is a small team, it's a small library in China and, and and I make sales there. I have reached out to them uh, in, in terms of um, a support, customer support as, as a composer. Uh, and it's just, I have nothing bad to say to them about, about them. Uh, uh, this is not an affiliate <laughs> uh, comment. I, I don't promote any library. I don't I get commissions by by talking about music libraries. This is just where I sell my music, and I feel uh, a responsibility, if you will, to inform fellow composers that want to do the same thing that I am doing, or or at least uh, uh, show them the the path of uh, where I'm walking, and that you might be just a few steps behind me. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you have to put yourself as well in the shoes of these libraries and these uh, small uh, libraries like uh, V-Fine Music. And, and another one comes to, to my mind, uh, Melody Loops. <laughs> this is, again, a small library. And if you think about it, they are competing with who? They are competing with Pond5. They are competing with Audio Jungle. They're competing with other massive corporations, uh, if you will, uh, and, and here is a, a small library with a, a very small team of people. And, and Melody Loops is another library that I have found a lot of success. Again, this is not an, a, a, a commercial. This is not an ad. Uh, but it's just, uh, I have to share this with you because I'm so uh, frustrated in, when it comes down to, to the music licensing world, uh, composers and and producers are saying that they have a lot of success selling their music or licensing their music, but they cannot reveal to you where their music is being sold because uh, you might take their gig. This is this is on forums online, and 
I just don't agree with that practices. Like you have to do your own homework. But then there are uh, composers and producers trying to sell you a list of where those libraries are or a list of uh, music libraries and phone numbers of music supervisors so you can submit your music. Again, this comes from a place of scarcity. This comes from a mindset of uh, there's not enough for everybody and uh, I'm going to join in this uh music licensing forum and talk about libraries or talk about um, music licensing in general, but I cannot tell you where I get my gigs. I cannot tell you where I license my music. Uh, This is just really, to me, ridiculous. And then to go on and and say that composers themselves have to, to find those libraries for themselves and they have to go and reach out to them uh, I want to do the opposite. I want to tell you exactly where I sell my music. I want to se- tell you exactly where I sell my music. And I'm only going to be talking about libraries where I actually license my music. And uh, on a flip side to this is that I cannot guarantee that you are going to be successful in these libraries. So what I mean by that is that when I get a lot of uh, messages and comments about am I being successful on, on V-Fine Music, for example, or on Melody Loops, uh, I, I share as much as possible and I inform as much as possible to my fellow composers of uh, anything that, that they might need. Uh, but I cannot guarantee you if you're going to have the same level of success that I, that I am having. You actually might be more successful than, than, than me in a particular library. I know this is true because a lot of fellow composers, a lot of colleagues of mine, uh, we have experienced this and we have uh, had conversations about it. And uh, some composers are more successful on Pond 5 than in Audio Jungle. And uh, some other composers are more successful uh, in... Um, I don't know, melody loops that in Pond 5. So th- there is no guarantee for you to, to know if you're going to see the same level of success. Uh, so, but my, my point goes back to the same thing. Uh, is it too late to, to start? Is it too late to keep uploading? Is it too late to get involved? Is it too late to make sales? And this comes again and again and again uh, of a mentality of lack, a mentality of uh, a scarcity, a mentality or a mindset of uh, there is uh, already too much. There is no need uh, to get involved. And if you are already involved, that's why you're not being successful because there's already too much. There is already too many libraries. There is already too many composers. And there's already, quite frankly, too, too many music tracks out there that they all sound the same. Uh, but you have to see it from a different angle. And I like to do analogies. I like to compare uh, different marketplaces and, and different industries. So just to get you out of that uh, mentality, just to, to make you see things in a different way. Let's use another example, Netflix. Do you think that Netflix doesn't have competition? Of course it has competition. And, and I'm using Netflix because it is something that they are in the marketplace where probably there is a lot of competition nowadays when it comes down to, to this kind of uh, services. Uh, 
And I do believe that there's going to be even more competition. There's going to be more services like that. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of more uh, options for for the customer. And, and, and really, the customer will have to decide where are they going to be uh, paying the monthly fee so they can enjoy this type of services. Now, how can this relate to music licensing? Because this is going to come uh, full circle. What this means is that there is a lot of media being created. There's a lot of TV production. There's a lot of independent films. There is a lot of independent uh, documentaries. Uh, Netflix, for example, they produce their own shows and they're really uh, financing uh, a lot of independent uh, work. Okay, And this is fantastic because it's not anymore about the Hollywood productions. It's not anymore about big TV networks that you have to approach and hopefully you can get your music in the Kardashians or, or, or whatever is hot at the moment. It's so much bigger than that. And this is what I want you to see, that it's not just Hollywood. It's not just the big networks anymore. And I want to give you a real life example. I have a friend who's a composer on Audio Jungle and Pong 5, and his music uh, has been used in uh, on a documentary uh, on Netflix. And this shows you that it's just so, so big. Uh, and I'm mentioning Netflix because it, this is opportunity for us composers to have your music being used uh, by a documentary on Netflix and your music appears in the in the credits. Not only my friend's music was being used, but uh, other composers as well. And uh, this is a fantastic opportunity that I just want to share with you. That This is it's out there, okay? So what this means is that by you having your music on royalty-free sites like Pond5 or Audio Jungle, not only you're selling your music or you're licensing your music to small indie uh, filmmakers or video makers uh, or YouTubers, but as well there is a, a, an opportunity for you to have your music being used on Netflix. And, and this, for somebody that is either a, an experienced composer or a newcomer to royalty-free music, this is very exciting, okay? And this is something that uh, we should be aiming for, of course. It, it wouldn't it be nice for you to be watching some documentary and, and reading the credits at the end and see uh, where they got their music for that particular documentary and see fellow composers from Pond5. And, and you recognize uh, one of your friends' uh, name, uh, it's, it's just uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, even if it's not my music that was being uh, picked, uh, I feel happy to see a fellow composer that is uh, that has his music on Pond5 and it's, uh, been, uh, his music is being used on this documentary. I was so excited, uh, excited that night that I, I had to uh, do a screenshot of the documentary and and really uh, share it with him. And, you know, obviously they get really happy about this because uh, it shows you that your music can be used in, in many, many places. Uh, so the point I want to make is that just the opportunities are out there. Uh, and you just don't know where your music is going to be used. You just don't know if it's going to be used by a small YouTuber, if it's going to be used in a vlog, if it's going to be used on a podcast like this one. You just don't know where your music is going to be used. It could be used on Netflix. 
It could be used on TV, on a commercial. You just don't know. So what I want to say is that just try to, to really get rid of that mentality that is too late to join in. It's not too late to get started. And if you are already in the game, like I am, try to see <laughs> that, that that possibilities for you to get uh, your music license has never been uh, um, greater than what it is now. And it's only going to get better, okay? Uh, just let's let's stop this conversation that this there is too much already of everything. Okay, there's not. There's I, I don't know the projections, but apparently I don't know how much how many people are are still uh, disconnected. They're not online, meaning that they don't have an internet connection. And there's a new generation of uh, of uh, people that that work. They are going to start using the internet. Uh, slowly, and they're going to get connected. So you have to think about that. Uh, anything that has to do with the internet and technology, uh, anything that has to do with how things are going to be in the near future, in the next 5, 10, 20 years, is going to change dramatically. And and this is something that we are still in in, in the beginning. We're, this is the, the very, this is the birth of, of all of this. So don't think for a second that it's already too late. We're just getting started. We have no idea where this is going, but I can tell you where it's going to go. Where it's going to go is that everybody is going to have a, a chance. Everybody's going to have a, a voice. And, and, and this is what's happening on, on not only on royalty-free music sites, but as well online in general. Um, and, and that's why I, I like to, to preach about royalty-free libraries. Because I believe that you don't need to, to reach out to nobody and, and ask for permission if I can uh, submit my music. You're free to submit your music to Pond5 today. You're free to submit your music to Audio Jungle and, and other libraries. Just join in, and you know. And if it's a new library that just uh, got started uh, as a library, I'm more than happy to be one of the first composers uh, to join that library. All right, because I, there's a new opportunity. There's yet a new place to put my music, and and this is only good. This is something that is gonna be making the market even more vibrant. And yes, you can say that it's going to be more competitive, but at the same time, it's just a way of expansion. It's a way of evolution. It's a way of uh, uh, becoming more than what it, it already is. And, and it's, you just don't depend anymore on on any uh, particular library. And, and as as composers, we have to think uh, that we are the one who is going to be providing the content. We are the ones who's going to be making the music. And, and without us, without our music, these libraries will not exist. I've been approached by libraries that they're just starting out, uh, that they want my music to be part of their catalog. And they have a reach out um, <laughs> saying like, hey, I, I heard your music on Pond5. I, I've seen your catalog on Audio Jungle. Uh, I want you to be part of this new library that we're going to be uh launching uh very soon and and this is amazing this is excellent this is excellent news for you that you're starting out because this means that there's going to be new libraries uh opening up and they, they want to compete with the big players like pawn five and audio jungle and they want to offer us composers better deals and what do i mean by better deals they want to uh, offer us uh 
maybe more exposure because uh, they might not be so so many composers in this particular library that is just starting out. And I'll give you another example. I was approached by a big boutique library saying that they have heard my music on Audio Jungle and they would like me to submit exclusive music to them. This is why I'm telling you that the best time to join royalty-free libraries is now. Because when you start joining libraries like Audio Jungle and Pond 5, what it's going to do is that you have a body of work that is living in a marketplace that is making sales. And this works as well as a way of showing your work. And libraries could approach you uh, and, and ask and, and really uh, say, hey, I have heard your music. I see what you're doing. I really like your style. Will you be interested in submitting some music to our library? There's libraries that they're searching around <laughs> other libraries looking for composers. You have to ask yourself this question. Why are they doing this? Okay. And, and some of these libraries are exclusive. And what that means is that in this particular case, uh, I had to compose uh, fresh uh, and unique music for this particular library. So my point is that there are libraries out there that they need new music. They need music and they need it now. And you don't want to miss out on that opportunity, okay? The more you, you wait, the more you analyze, the more you... You are waiting for, for the perfect moment. The more opportunities that you are missing. Uh, you need to get started. You need to start building your catalog. You need to start building your portfolio. And you need to get started the right and easy way. And the easy way is to join Pond5. And if you're already on Pond5, just keep growing your catalog. I still believe that I'm in the, in the early stages, believe it or not. I have around 700 uh, uh, tracks on Pond5. And, and I still believe that I'm nowhere near where I want to be in terms of my, my portfolio. I want to have a big selection. I want to have a lot of music on libraries like Pond5. I'm talking about uh, 5,000 and up. I want to go uh, beyond, you know, because there is no end uh, to, to, to the creativity when it comes down to making royalty-free music. So you just have to get started. And if you're already a composer that is already on Pond5 or Audio Jungle, uh, just see that there are opportunities out there. And you, I know you might be saying like, okay, Daniel, but you sound like a very optimistic guy. And, and I am. I, I don't see why, what's the option here. The option is to be either negative or be positive about something that it, there is an opportunity here. And if you choose to not see it or if you choose to be negative about it, then you shouldn't join in, you know. But I am the guy who's going to tell you that there is an opportunity and there is a positive uh, side to it, okay. I'm not going to focus on the negative and I'm not going to focus on what could happen if uh, everything goes wrong because there is no point in it. I, uh, I have been uh, very successful doing what I'm doing because I'm looking at the uh, possibilities. I'm looking at the opportunity. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me um, doing what I do. And it's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. This podcast is the reason why I've done everything that I have done up to this point beyond composing royalty-free music, which is sharing my journey, uh, telling my story, 
and uh, sharing with you uh, what is possible uh, for you as well. And uh, hey, you could be even more successful than than I am. And there is uh, there's plenty for everybody. Okay, and that's why I'm sharing this on a podcast. That's why I share things on my YouTube channel. Uh, and, and it's the reason why I want to do this, because I am seeing things from a perspective and from an angle of uh, it is possible. Uh, there is opportunity. Uh, yes, it's not going to be easy, but it's not impossible. And, uh, and it's, it's the right time. It is the right time, okay? And uh, it's never too late. I don't believe that the, the, there's going to be a time where you can say, like, this is it. Uh, it's too late for you, okay? It's up to you to decide when is too late. Wh- is it too late for you uh, to, to get started? Or is it too late for you to carry on, okay? How about that? That's an interesting question. Is it too late for you to, to keep going? Uh, are you going to quit? Are you going to throw in the towel? And, and that's a different conversation altogether, okay? But there there, there is a time to, to just see that there is more than you are probably seeing, okay? And I want to help. Uh, I want to help as many people as possible to see the, the opportunity. I want to help as many people as possible to see the possibility of, uh, of you being successful uh, making music and monetizing on that, for sure. And uh, I can't tell you that how many times I have received messages uh, about me sharing my journey on doing uh, royalty-free music and, and music licensing from fellow composers saying that I am creating more competition by doing so, okay? And there is a lot of conversations about this, about people uh, helping other composers being successful in the music licensing world and uh, saying that what all, all I'm doing is creating even more competition, so you can see that there's different points of views. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Uh, but it's, it's just, uh, just a point of view. You have to make your own. And I want to help you see that there is more to that. There is no reason to believe that by me sharing my knowledge or by me sharing my experience in royalty-free libraries that uh, I am going to be deprived of my success because I am... Uh, teaching you how to do the same thing that I am doing. That is complete nonsense. So anyways, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, thanks a lot for, for hanging out here today. And I'm just this is still early stages, talking about early stages and in the beginning of things. This is still... Uh, the first uh, few episodes of this podcast, uh, which I've been told as well that apparently everybody has a podcast and uh, everybody is jumping in. And (laughs) so here I am, you know, this is uh, episode four and and I'm happy to join in. I'm happy to participate. This is this is the beauty of the of the internet. Of the of, this is the beauty of uh, the podcasting world. This is the beauty of technology, and and I'm happy to join in on something new. Something that uh, a lot of people say that is overcrowded, uh, because everybody has a podcast now, and and here I am. So. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for hanging out here with me today. Uh, leave a review and uh, or, or leave a comment as well. 
uh, on the podcast. I've been told that when you leave reviews on, on podcast, uh, especially on iTunes, they, they do help the podcast being found. And, uh, and, and I really appreciate for you if you, if you do that, if you want to be uh, listening more of this podcast and the content that I'm creating here, subscribe to the podcast as well so you can be notified when, when a new episode uh, is being released. And as well, if you are somebody that is new uh, to stock music licensing, uh, the libraries that I mentioned in this episode are in my free guide. Uh, and you can find them there and you will find uh, all the other libraries as well where I license my music. So it's a free guide that you can download and you can go to stock music licensing slash free and download that guide. It's uh, seven steps to stock music success. And it's a guide where I walk you through the seven steps of uh, music licensing in general, but specifically for, for libraries like uh, Pond5 and in Audio Jungle, and, and you will find a, a list there of where I license my music. Again, you can download that guide at stockmusiclicensing.com slash free, and I'll leave it on the show notes, uh, the link anyway, so you can download this guide. Again, thanks a lot for listening, and thanks a lot for all the love and support. Uh, don't forget to leave a review and uh, on on iTunes or wherever you you listen to to this podcast. And as always, rock and roll, and here's to your success. <laughs>